0: one of the top experts in the world on sales. King of collaboration. He's on the cutting edge in what he does works. Jim Padilla. Jim Padilla. CEO of Game the Edge. He is the leader when it comes to sales and conversions. A sales and business coach to some of the biggest names in the country. Jim Padilla is known as the go-to guy for all
1: things sales.
0: All right. Welcome back to another incredible episode, everybody of the Make More Sales podcast, where it's all about helping you make more sales without you having to get better at selling. And yes, that's a real thing. And we do it every day. We've been completely blessed to be able to work with some amazing clients and partners and people who are all about exponential growth, changing the world at scale, doing things that they probably didn't even think they could do. And uh, now they're stepping into all levels of greatness, just like we want you to be doing the same. So we're just bringing you more examples, more case studies, more ways to see how normal, awesome, amazing people who just do extra normal, above normal, above average, extraordinary things, because that's all of us, right? Always saying we want you to be seeing two different things when you see me. One, I want you to always be crystal clear that I am a world class expert at what I do. And at this very same time, I'm just Jim, right? Which is you. You are world class at what you do, best in class at what you do. And you're just a human, a simple human, so that you can be relatable, vulnerable, transparent, and real to the people who follow you and the people that you want to communicate with. So I want to jump right into uh, this, this interview. We have an incredible guest today, somebody that uh, has been in our world for uh, a little bit, although it feels like a, a long journey together. We've been in his partnership, um, a, a client and a colleague, and um, I'm just going to jump into a little bit of his bio, and then we're going to bring, come in and just talk about some really awesome things that he is up to in changing the world at scale, which require an incredible business acumen to be able to support that message so we can get out and reach people powerfully. Uh, So he is most notably a father, husband, and philanthropist, A functional medicine practice success coach, international speaker, and author. His philosophy is that the doctor of the future is the patient, which I love, and we're going to unpack. He is actively doing whatever it takes to keep people out of the medical system and empower them through education, self-care, and remapping their mindset. Sashin Patel is a guardian of truth and a warrior of light. His superpower is taking complex ideas and distilling them down to their essence with an easy to understand analogies, uh, which is to me the true mark of a leader because uh, we all know how easy it is to complicate things and complicate processes, which only minimizes the ultimate outcome. And we want to get away from that. Sashin Patel, say hello to the Make More Sales community.
1: Well, thank you, Jim. I appreciate the opportunity to be here and connect with you and your community. It's, it's a fabulous day to be alive and uh, discuss health, wellness, and helping more people. So, thank you for the opportunity.
0: Absolutely. Um, so, before we dive into your, your mission and um, the things you're accomplishing, the things you're in, in, in the, the big places you're still striving to reach, um, tell, tell everybody who you are. How did you get here? Why, why does this all matter to you?
1: Sure. Well, thank you. So I'm originally trained as a chiropractor. My first business though was a barbershop. I started a barbershop in my parents' garage as a teenager, and that helped me uh, alleviate the pain that I had of asking them for money. So my first business started off as, as a barbershop, and then I went to school, became a kinesiologist, became a chiropractor, and then started working in a sports-based clinic. And two years into practice, I was actually on the news uh, for doing good work. And uh The uh, article that they ran was all about elbow pain. Lo and behold, we had a whole bunch of people call the office after the news story aired and only one of them had elbow pain. And that was because of rheumatoid arthritis. All the other people had other chronic, degenerative, debilitating conditions that really I had no idea how to help or support because I was actually at the time treating some of the healthiest people in our community working with athletes, working with marathon runners, working with professional athletes, Olympic medalists, and uh, helping them perform better. And I was, you know, kind of slapped across the face by this, uh, what I now view as this, you know, life-changing opportunity to kind of listen to people's stories, but not be able to do anything for them, but also realize that their doctors weren't doing anything for them. They were doing their best, but they just weren't getting the result for the client that they wanted to be out of pain, to feel energy again, to feel happy again, you know, and to be able to feel mobile and, and do their thing and live their life. So, when you can't help someone, it feels very gutting, especially when you go from having this like huge ego after being on the news and you know getting great results with people and then you're essentially humbled by not being able to help the most needy people in your community. And so right around the same time, I started learning about functional medicine and a colleague of mine was sharing case studies of people who he was helping with stories similar to the ones that I was hearing. And then lo and behold, he is offering the first training For functional medicine practitioners, I signed up right away and and took the training with Dr. Ron Grisanti at Functional Medicine University, and I later started incorporating it into my personal life and didn't realize how much pain and and fatigue I had until those were gone. So that transformed my life, and then I was like, wow, like I'm relatively healthy, and and if I feel this much better, imagine what I could do for others. And uh, in inc- trying to incorporate that into my structural practice, you know, I was working for a wonderful lady at the time, and uh, she didn't really want to incorporate this type of healthcare. So I moved on and I said, you know, this is, uh, I wanted, this is the area that I want to double down on and later on worked for another company. And then later on started my own company called Living Proof, where, you know, we believe that the doctor of the future is a patient. And, and then uh, that evolved into me training other practitioners and then incorporating this new paradigm of healthcare into their practices and teaching them marketing, teaching them you know, how to structure their businesses, teaching them how to you know, create process and, and systems. And now I get to help practitioners help as many people as they can. Uh, and alongside that, I also run a venture fund uh, that's combining you know, the wonderful advancements in wearable technology, uh, you know, functional medicine, genomics, uh, psychedelics and longevity. So I get to kind of play in that sandbox as well. And, you know, run and invest in companies that are trying to make the world a better place on a even bigger scale.
0: Amen. Well, it's a lot of stuff, uh, a lot of venture, and it's, um, it, it's a very, a very natural flowing journey. Um, it all makes sense. It all, when one, one lines up behind the next and you're just, you know, I'm, I'm always very focused on, Where's the lead domino? Uh, you know, one mm-hmm. of the things we're setting up so that we can get great outcomes without great efforts just being really smart with the right strategy. And so the one thing that, that sets up powerfully knocks over the next domino in line.
1: You know, Absolutely.
0: So I'm always looking for that. Um, let's, let's dive into a little bit of the mission. So I'm going to read what's on your website here and let's unpack this a little bit. So um, I love this. And, and this is a great, um, just, a great instruction to all of you. It, let's make sure that you are really thinking through what is your mission and what is your vision and that we're not just thinking about it and not just writing it down and sticking it in a drawer, but sharing it with the world, sharing it with your team, with your community, because the more people know what really matters to you and what drives you, it has this incredible ability to attract people to want to be part of it. Right? Whether it's being part of you, part of it as a client of yours, part of it as a partner, as a way to just be excited about them feeling like they're contributing in some small way towards the bigger outcome. So make sure that it is out there so people understand. Um, Our mission here at the Living Proof Institute, we believe that the doctor is the future. Doctor of the future is the patient, that health begins at home. Nothing can fix your body better than it can fix yourself. And that true health requires an exploration of the mind, body, and spirit. Right. So uh, I'll just read this through real quick. Says our mission is to provide you with simple, practical, affordable solutions that promote self-care and personal responsibility. Right. We want to help you achieve personal greatness through health because it is the vehicle that allows you to serve your family, your community to your highest capacity. So very simple, very clear. Um, What does that mean to you? I mean, what? How? How? If I'm reading this, I'm like, how does that? How do you help me? How does the body heal itself? And then of course, ultimately you're putting yourself out of business, right? If you're, you're setting it up so that people can take care of themselves, then what is your journey? What is the, what's the mission for you on this session?
1: Yeah, great question. Um, so regarding this mission, I, I wanna, I want everyone to imagine that there's a swimming pool and the swimming pool, you know, is eight feet deep, right? So if you can't swim, eventually you're gonna drown. Now what happens in our current society is people are thrown a dissolving life jacket. So every 24 hours, that life jacket's going to completely dissolve and you're going to need a new one. So it creates a dependency. Now the problem with that is nobody's ever teaching these people how to swim and get to the edge of the pool and get out of that pool. Right now, yes, people learning how to swim may put this, you know, dissolving life uh, preserver, company out of business. But guess what? Once these people get out of their pool, they're going to need shoes, right? They're going to need gym equipment. They're going to need all this other stuff um, and new economies will start. So, you know, I, I think that it's our birthright to be healthy. Uh, it's something that we are the cosmic jewel, right? If, if even one cell from the human body was found anywhere else in the universe, it would be the greatest discovery of mankind. We are the cosmic jewel. And so we are in possession of the most advanced technology that's ever existed, right? We've spent billions of dollars, trillions of dollars researching the body, and we're still completely clueless on how it works, right? We have an idea, but even to think that we're anywhere close to fully understanding the body is just a sign of our ignorance. So my philosophy, you know, I, I adopted this from Da Vinci, who, who, who later was adopted by Steve Jobs, which is that the greatest sign of sophistication is simplicity. And so if we use that metaphor, what's more sophisticated than the human body? Which means what should be more simple to actually take care of, to match the complexity of the body to take care of it would not make it sophisticated, it would make it really unsophisticated by that definition. Think of this application that we're using, think of the computer that we're using. If we had to understand every single nuance about it to get it to work, to get it to function, then that would not be very <laughs> sophisticated, right? It would be very yeah. annoying and very frustrating. So, our body is so amazing. Nobody has really taught us. I, I believe the closest anyone's come is, is yogic philosophy. And, uh, and now, and only now, do we have the instruments to even measure what the yogis have known for thousands of years. You know, the, the most uh, popular book in 2020 was called Breath by James Nestor. An award-winning book, James Nestor is an amazing human being. And he was talking about breath. Nobody's ever written a book in the Western world about breath. The yogis have written books about breathing for 5,000 years. They knew a long time ago that we have this magnificent tool that if we learn how to leverage and utilize, that it's essentially capable of whatever we ask of it. You know, my mentor, Tim Grover, who coached Michael Jordan said, the my, the body has limitations; the mind does not. So most of our limitations are actually a result of psychological warfare that takes place from the moment that we're born. We're taught, and, and we're convinced that there's something wrong with us, right? And that could be drugging our kids from a young age, vaccinating them from a young age. It could be, you know, uh, giving them vitamin, you know, all these shots and things like that that they may or may not meet. They are—it's a psychological operation making them think that they're broken from the very beginning. And lo and behold, nobody teaches you how to take care of your health, right? Everything else, like we spend more time learning how to drive a car than we do learning how to take care of our bodies. There is no education or training in school or in the workplace on how to be healthier human beings. So imagine what would happen if people learned how to eat before they got cancer. Imagine people learned how to eat and exercise and move and think before they develop diabetes, right? We're all excited about, advancements in medicine right there's you know let's just say hypothetically and this probably won't happen in our lifetime and there's reasons for that that we can go into but let's just assume there's a cure for cancer right well to benefit you have to have cancer first right right if there's a cure for diabetes to benefit you have to develop diabetes first you have to live a life and be in an environment and have a psychology that created that illness in the first place So why do we want people to live their worst lives and then give them a cure? We want people to live their absolute best lives. Now imagine what that would look like if children could be raised healthy from the very beginning. You know, my son's 11, and he went to the hospital once because he needed stitches, he fell off his skateboard, and he's never missed a day of school for illness, and we've never gone to the doctor. So that's possible. Right? That's entirely possible for people. And imagine how much that stress that alleviates from us. Imagine you know, how uh, re, you know, celebrated and revered his body is and what he's capable of by having good health and good health practices from the very beginning. You know, our worldview develops between the age of zero and eight. So how our parents model health and wellness, how television models health and wellness to us, all of that is extremely relevant between the age of zero and eight. After that, it becomes much harder to change somebody's worldview of it. It's entirely possible. You can do it through transformational breath work, through meditation, through trauma therapy. But it's important for people to realize that this is uh, very overlooked. And that's why I'm so passionate about you know, trying to change the narrative and give people a, a, you know, an entirely different opportunity on how to leverage their health.
0: And you know, you said you have so much, it's so simple. I love the whole sophistication is in its simplicity, right? That's the whole, that's the greatest sign of sophistication. And I love that. Um, What, here's my, you said something earlier, health is our birth, right? And I want to to dig into that. I would take that further. I challenge people to say, to have more of the perspective that health is your obligation right, to have a healthy body. It's like in order for you to be of use and benefit to this world that you've been planted in and the people you've been given to and the communities, you. I I feel like if you're in a community it's because you've been given to that community. And so you're supposed to contribute to it as well as be able to receive from it. And so by default, you have an obligation to be the best you possible, to be able to be the greatest contribution to that community, whether it's your family, your neighborhood, uh, your business, whatever that might be. Well, what What's your perspective on that?
1: Yeah, I'll share one of my favorite analogies is a tree. So if you study nature, nature has been around for billions of years, long before we have, and it's already done all the calculations for us. So if you look at the way a tree grows, the trunk of a tree is the thickest part of a tree. Now, what would happen, Jim, tell me, if a branch tried to grow thicker than the tree, or the tree trunk, that is? Uh, it it would fall off if if anything. It would would snap, right? It would break in half. So the way I look at the trunk is the trunk is our health. It's us. It's how we show up everywhere we go. And our business, our relationships, our ventures are all branches that come off of that trunk. So if you want to grow every single branch on that tree, you got to grow the trunk first. You'll never create a 10 out of 10 business with six out of 10 health. So if we improve our health then every branch on that tree grows, the tree becomes stronger, it has a better root structure to it, and it's much more likely to withstand any storm that comes its way.
0: Very nice. Yeah, it makes sense. Um, so what's, what's usually the biggest challenge for people to explore optimum health? You know, aside from aside from simple stuff like you know mouth pleasure and stuff, not stuff like that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so a couple of things. The lowest hanging fruit in our environment right now is sleep. So sleep is the new black, as they say, right? It's it's the cool thing to do. It's the cool thing to track. It's it's the focus of so many of the clients that I coach. Like you know some of them multi seven figure entrepreneurs. It's one of the things that we teach them and ask them about, is their sleep? I remember my mentor, Charles Poliquin, uh, taught me that the first question he asks his elite athletes is not about how much they bench or how much they squat or you know, how, how fast they run 60 yards or 40 yards or whatever. It's how well do you sleep? Because that's going to be deterministic in your cognitive function and how you show up and how you make decisions. It's also going to be deterministic in your overall health. And that's that domino, right? You you showed that domino earlier. That's that one domino that knocks down a thousand, if not several thousand dominoes inside your body. So getting a good night's sleep is really important. I wear a ring that tracks my sleep. So I'm able to kind of understand my body a little bit better and understand outside influences and how they impact me. And then the next lowest hanging fruit is lighting. So lighting plays such a huge role in our circadian rhythm. And so every single animal and plant on the entire um, planet is, bases its biology based on the rising and setting of the sun. And so when the sun rises, everything starts waking up. When the sun goes down, everything starts you know, going to rest. And you'll notice that in the morning, the sun has like a reddish, orangish, then yellowish appearance as it comes up over the horizon and then in the evening it goes from yellow to orange back down to red and so watching the sunrise or whenever you're up spending a few minutes outdoors is going to tell your brain what time of day it is and then that's going to regulate a few hormones in your body one of them being cortisol cortisol regulates our stress response but more importantly it regulates our blood sugar So if you're craving sugar in the morning, what you're actually craving is probably sunlight. So get outside, have some sunlight in the morning, that's going to raise your blood uh, cortisol levels, and cortisol's main function is to raise your blood glucose. So we will increase uh, slightly our blood glucose to come out of that slumber in the morning, and then um, that also increases our ability to produce dopamine. And dopamine is an interesting neurotransmitter because dopamine uh, is the neurotransmitter that helps us start a task, focus and stick through to the end to complete that task and feel a sense of reward. So many times when we don't feel that loop being closed with dopamine, then we will crave other things that increase dopamine, things that increase dopamine, sugary foods, fatty foods, pornography, um, cigarettes, gambling, okay, alcoholism. These are the things that increase dopamine. So if we don't have adequate production of dopamine because of inadequate sunlight exposure, then we're gonna be craving that neurotransmitter. And we're gonna find potentially sabotaging ways to increase dopamine. So get outside, get some sun. Midday, you wanna increase sunlight as well. When you're in the midday sun, it increases serotonin. Serotonin is very important for healthy gut function. That's why they call the, the gut the solar plexus, right? It's connected right. to the sun. Uh, right. Literally, our food, all the energy from our food comes from the sun. And and so that process of breaking down sunlight, the stored sunlight in our food, happens in our digestive system. So we want to make sure we're getting sunlight midday. And then that increases serotonin, makes us feel good, helps us improve digestive function. And later on in the evening, serotonin helps us uh, make more melatonin. Melatonin is produced when we are um, exposed to the right frequencies of light. So if we're exposing ourselves to blue light all day, overhead lighting all day, then we're not gonna get significant melatonin production. And melatonin is one of our most important immunomodulating hormones. So we think of it as a sleep hormone, but it's actually the most, one of the most important hormones for regulating our immune system. So I can drive by a house, I can drive by an apartment, And I can tell by the color of the lights in their home, whether it's 5,000, that's super white, 4,000, 3,000, or in our house, it's all the way down to 800. We only have red lights on in our house after the sun goes down. And those red lights only come from sources from the ground up because that red light stimulates a part of our retina, which stimulates a part of our brain that signals to our brain that it's time for us to wind down and go to sleep, turn that serotonin into melatonin, Fire up that immune system, get us into deep stages of sleep, so that we can car wash our brain. Our brain goes through a car wash every night, and then get that restorative, regenerative sleep, so that when we wake up the next day, we're feeling amazing again. So, light and sleep are the two lowest hanging fruits, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, and it sounds like a lot, of, a lot of activity that happens as a result of just being, uh, being in the right flow with all of that, with both light and the sleep, and they're interconnected. Um, you know, on your your mission, you talk about, I, I, I think I'm getting a feeling, I know where this will go, but um, our commitment to you is that we will always seek the root cause of your challenges. Usually probably not what people think they are. And we will always listen carefully and ask the tough questions that can activate your own inner healer and become your own cure. Are what you just talked about, because that is what leads to the tough questions, like where's your lighting coming from? How, you know, are you sleeping with the TV on? Are you, you know, and beyond, what, kind, what are the tough kind of questions that you need to ask people? It's, ask everybody right now, what, what, do, what do they need to be thinking?
1: Yeah, you know what? People love like the biohacking stuff, right? We call it biohacking or bio, I like, it, I like to call it bio tuning, so okay. we're tuning our biology. Uh, however, the tough questions are usually related to uh, kind of the emotional and psychological aspects of health. A lot of people, especially those that struggle with uh, health challenges chronically, will have some sort of trauma that's unresolved. So adverse childhood experiences, traumatic experiences can often contribute to a chronically suppressed immune system, a chronically sympathetic dominant nervous system. So they're in this kind of perpetual state of fight or flight all the time because their body's wired that way now because of the trauma. And uh, that's difficult to measure. It's difficult to quantify, right? It's easy for your doctor to have a two-minute conversation and then order the lab work but the lab work only tells you if the hardware is broken it doesn't tell you if the software is broken right right so we have to realize that our bodies are both hardware and software and medicine's done a fantastic job at you know measuring and quantifying the hardware but where we struggle right now is um is, is measuring the software, right? So I can look at your body. I can take an X-ray of you. I can MRI you. I can CT scan you. I can ultrasound you. I can do blood work on you, you know, and I can keep developing more and more technology that measures the physical aspects of your body, but the missing link and the next evolution of medicine and healthcare is really is software and the emotional aspects of health.
0: What are the, what what are the tough questions that would come with that then? Like what do we need to be thinking about you know, and and you see so much of this when you see certain patterns and habits. It would probably indicate a specific area of software that needs to be addressed or at least explored.
1: Yeah, you know, sometimes it shows up in self worth, right? So people will say, "I can't afford this," or they'll they'll they know they need it, but they won't take that that next step because. Of a low self-worth. Oftentimes that's one thing that comes up and then we trace that back and we might find that there was something that was said to them or uh, there's you know, this uh, limiting belief that they have that they're holding on to that's holding them back. A lot of times uh, there's people that have even pre-verbal trauma that they can't even express the trauma on their body because they were so young when it happened that they didn't have the words to actually understand what was going on and anchor that into their mind. so preverbal trauma is something that we encounter as well. Sometimes we might find that somebody doesn't have a supportive spouse, or they're they have a sabotaging personality in their life that is is also holding them back. So sometimes those are uh, tough, you know, and challenging uh, questions that we have to ask and probe through. Sometimes people might also have be be doing all the things right, but they may not be doing. Um, So let me give you an example. So sometimes we get people that come to us and they say, no, I've tried everything. I've tried every diet and, uh, and it's not working for me every time I, no matter what I eat, it doesn't, uh, it doesn't sit well with me. And then we ask, a, a, what I would say is an easy question, but a tough question is, well, how much do you chew your food? Right. What state are you in when you're eating? Are you in a stressed out state? Are you in the car? Are you rushing? is your lunch an inconvenience or dinner an inconvenience for you if you're a mom are you standing and trying to you know feed the kids and you know just throwing a few things here and there in your mouth and that's your dinner well that could be it and so those are easy questions but it oftentimes you know helps us unlock why they're not uh, getting or responding to their uh, programs as well as they could be the state of their nervous system is imbalanced with the activity that they're trying to accomplish
0: right um, so we've got I just want to get some clear, simple directions that people can follow, some tips that they can adjust. Obviously what we talked about the light, we talked about getting some of that sun, getting sleep. right? Those are and, and it's not exciting. People want something more exciting than that, right? But, but we know that is that's the lead dominant, that sleep and the light. And then things like chewing your food, paying attention. Cindy, uh, as you all know, my wife, um, her favorite saying is that um, food is information. And it's all just feedback. And so when you eat something, pay attention to what it's telling you. Did this work well for mm-hmm. me? Did this feel good for me? What is this doing for me? And so I, I think that's that's a big piece. Um, I, I wanted, We're going to be wrapping this up here in a couple of minutes, but what I would like to lead this to is, A, the, you know those are those the three key tips? And if there's anything else you'd like to add to somebody so they can be thinking, okay, how do I take a simple step that will give me this quick gain um, for my health? But I want to connect this, these dots to the, the health component to wealth component, because I find with very, very little exception that the people who are experiencing the greatest amount of success, whatever that means to people, financial, business, otherwise making great impact, very rarely are they not also putting the same amount of focus on their health. So what do you see the connection between wealth and health?
1: Well, you know, I think it's a Jewish proverb that says that we will spend the first half of our life destroying our health for wealth, and then the second half of our life essentially destroying our wealth to, to try to achieve health. So I want to remind people that you don't get healthy, you create healthy. And a 6 out of 10 level of health will not create even a 7 out of 10 business. You can't be a 9 out of 10 dad or mom. So focusing on your health is so imperative because it's central to everything in your life, right? It's central to how you show up as an aunt or an uncle. It's central to how you show up uh, in your your business meetings. It's essential to how you show up on your sales calls. It's essential in how you manage your team. It's it's a form of leadership. Being healthy and vital is a form of leadership and needs to be celebrated more in my opinion. Uh, So You know, being healthy is really a responsibility that we all have. It's never been harder, yet it's never been easier. So, I want to remind you: it's never been harder if you do it. If you're doing it wrong, it's never been harder. If you're doing it right, it's never been easier. And the average person is so far removed away from what true health is that they're uh, such low-hanging fruit for them to you know to take action on. Right? Changing changing your lights in your home, going to bed a little bit. Uh, being more conscientious about it, focusing on that is super easy for us to do. Uh, another thing that I want to remind people of is, you know, we've the proverb is like health as well, right? And it's important for us to recognize that uh, when we move from six out of ten health to let's say eight out of ten health, that's actually a logarithmic in scale. So it's not that six uh, versus eight is a twenty, uh, you know, a thirty-three percent difference it's really a hundredfold difference in what our potential is. And then if we go to nine, that's a thousandfold difference, right? If we go to 10, then that's a, another, you know, 10,000 fold difference. So you can get. It's exponential a compound gains.
0: effect of health, basically.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. It's, and it's logarithmic. So you can compound this uh, significantly by making even small micro improvements in your health over time. You're going to see all areas of your life start to expand.
0: Excellent. Um, so, A lot of our audience is, you know, they're they're all business owners uh, of some kind, maybe not necessarily um, in the medicine medicine train or in the functional medicine area. Tell people how they can get in touch with you and find out more about how they can learn about business and or health uh, in your world so they can grow as a functional tool in their business.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So if you're a functional medicine practitioner or or coach, then check out our mentorship. You can go to perfectpracticementorship.com, and uh, if you're interested in, in some of the tips that I talked about today and diving a little bit deeper, I've actually created a free series. It's called Thirty in Thirty, and so if you go to www.30in30.org, it's thirty of my best tips, and uh, you'll learn a little bit more about me, my style, you know, my teachings. And then, if you'd love to explore a little bit further and work with somebody from our team, then you'll have the opportunity to do that as well uh, once you join there. So, thank you, Jim, for asking. I appreciate the opportunity to share that.
0: Absolutely, and we'll of course the, sh- the link for all that will be in the show notes, guys. So make sure you go there, and you'll get that support. Um, tell what what is the, what's the most important thing if you can just make sure one thing really lands today. What would that be?
1: Well, you know, I want to remind people that you are worth it. And never forget who's watching. So, if you're a business owner, your employees and team members are watching. If you're a parent, your children are watching. You really never know who you're going to inspire. And, you know, I've always, one of the best things that I've realized is you always get an ROI when you invest in your health, not just in your health, but it spills over into every area of your life. So, you know, make that investment in yourself. Whether it's the time, whether it's the financial resources, whether it's the focus, it's so vital and so important. And I've never heard anyone complain about being healthy, so I know you won't regret it.
0: Amen to that, and it's a good constant reminder. Um, And you know, functional medicine is a—it feels like it's a trendy term now, it's very in vogue, Um, and we've we've seen lots of, of of people who are on the path to making this a real important front and center opportunity for people. And part of the attraction to working with Sashin, you know, as you all know with our company that we, what we do And Sashen is a client and somebody we're we're working with, and it's the immediate attraction was that he's not just talking about it. He's living it. He's doing it at scale. He's changing lives at volume. Um, Even got, you know, a lot of of investor money and philanthropic money. There's a lot of things going on because he's He's the real deal. He's living it out. He's doing the work. And so, not that anybody else is into quality, but I can vouch for session. You know, we talk about game recognizes game. And you listen to the guy talk for 30 seconds, you know he knows what he's talking about. So put your trust in there, trust the instincts that brought you here to listen to this and go find out. Go check out the 30 and 30 and go if if you're in the functional medicine space and want to learn how to take your skill set and put it in front of more people because you want to run your business more effectively, then definitely look at it. Um, at uh, um Living Proof practice and uh, all, all the mentorship programs that are here. So we'd love to see what we can do to help you make that happen. And thanks so much for just being part of our world. And we always, um, our team loves working with you and your team. And uh, we're just looking forward to so many more great things coming.
1: Thank you, Jim. And if I, if I may add, it's been a pleasure um, getting to know you and your team, and you know, you and Cindy are so fantastic. Always there to help, always there to support, and I, I really love how aligned you are, uh, both are, and the whole team is in helping others achieve better health and better prosperity. So, thank you. I'm so I'm so grateful for that.
0: Absolutely. All right, guys, make sure you rate, review, and subscribe. Share this with anybody who you feel needs to hear it because you're the one that makes this all go. Make sure you give us the feedback on the episode let us know what we can do to provide greater value for you at all times and what's resonating with you so then go out make a lot of sales change a lot of lives and let's make the cash register ring because you can't do anything in your business until a sale is made right we'll see you soon hey thanks for listening to the make more sales podcast if you like what you're hearing you'll definitely want to check out our make more sales facebook group where you'll find more amazing content including free sales training and live content happening every single week. So make sure to follow the link below to join. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review the show, and share it with your friends. That way, more people can learn how to make more sales without getting better at selling. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.